Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Instagram is also at Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. It's episode 135. And this is a special one because it's the NBA playoffs. Playing. It's happening right now. Atlanta, Miami. Game for the, uh, the seven seed here. Just ending the first quarter. So that part is going to be, you know, a little tricky. You can play the honor code or not if you if you want to, but we're gonna make all our picks for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be uh, that for the first half of our show, and then in the second half we're gonna be talking about some of the most surprising and disappointing starts uh, within the first probably ten games within the MLB season or the mm-hmm. first two weeks, whatever you want to call it. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, starting off with our openers, favorite thing that we saw from this past week. And I'm just going with watching Diamondbacks baseball because, like I said a couple weeks ago, this team is going to be very fun to watch. I said they're going to be my MLB TV team of the year, and they're living up to that in the first couple weeks of the season. They currently are 7-4, and I'm pretty sure is their exact record, but they've been playing really good baseball over these last few games. Uh, They've won five out of six, starting off with taking the last game of the series up against the Padres in San Diego. Uh, They lost the opener against the Dodgers, but proceeded to win the next three games in the weekend, and they just would not stop hitting that entire series. And then yesterday, going up against the Milwaukee Brewers, who are also off to a really good start, and they completely shut them down. Zach Gallon was magnificent. They get 11 Ks over seven innings, and the Brewers got shut down in a three to nothing loss for them, uh, which meant a dub for the D-backs. So they play tonight and tomorrow with the Brewers before heading out on a series with the Marlins and the ooh, Cardinals. Ooh. And uh, yeah, I'm excited because this team is fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going with some baseball too. And also not my team, not the A's because they're not exciting to watch, but yeah, just uh, a little Sean Murphy walk-off for the Braves last night. I was at work, didn't know what to do. Turned on the game in like the seventh inning. Cincinnati starts coming back. And uh, before we know it, the most anticlimactic, Walk off home run. I was like, wait, what? is that the game? Is it over? They're not even celebrating. And then they cut to like Ronald Acuna running with the Gatorade, pouring it. And uh, that's just what we like to see, even though a guy like Sean Murphy's not on our team anymore. Still love love watching him rake. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Moving into our team reports where we talk about the Jets and the Raiders and the stuff that has happened over this past week. Uh, since we are before draft season and kind of – just after free agency, we don't really have much to talk about. Is there anything that you want to say at all about the Jets? Uh, yeah, like you said, there's not really much right now. We just got to play the waiting game, but we have Tim Boyle, backup quarterback, officially signed. So, yeah, there we go. One step closer to getting Rodgers signed. Uh, for the Raiders, nothing too crazy. Uh, I believe it was... John Madden's birthday yesterday. So uh, RIP to coach and to the GOAT of Raiders coaching. Uh, Happy birthday to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But moving in to where is your head at? We're getting to the NBA play-in and play-off predictions. This should be a fun one. Uh, I guess we'll start with the East because that game is going on right now. Uh, yeah. Whoa, Kevin Smith just got a base hit, Skyler. Okay, okay. That's going to score just one, but tie game. There we go, Kevin Smith's second Oakland hit. Oakland baseball, baby. I feel like I should mention that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
that first game that's going on right now between Miami and Atlanta, uh, like you said just a minute ago, mm-hmm. just heading into the second quarter right now, Hawks up by 9, 36-27. So just letting everybody know out there that's where we are yeah. at right now. But who do you have going into this game? Uh, and then I guess does that change at all or whatever's going on? I'm still going to go with Miami, even though they're down by nine right now. Uh, the Heat are just a team you don't want to face in a one-game elimination. And my dad just told me as I was walking back in here, uh, it doesn't look like Jimmy Butler realizes this is for a playoff spot because he's not really trying right now. So uh, let's see if they turn it on because I know they can. So I'm sticking with them. I'm also going to go ahead and pick the Heat too, even though they're down actually now 11. Uh, but – Jesus. Miami's been a team that turns it on come playoff time, even if they don't look that good in the regular season. Yeah. I think that's that's what we're going to see from them in this. Uh, I, I heard somebody say a couple of days ago that the Eastern playing is a death sentence anyways, because you're going up against Milwaukee or Boston if you make it in. Uh, so we'll see how that sort of plays out here in a minute once we get to the, the series is in the first round. Uh, but yeah, I have Miami getting out from this and they will uh, be playing Boston in the first round. Uh, moving on to the 9-10 game in the Eastern Conference. It's going to be Toronto versus Chicago, and that is going to be up north in the six uh, yeah. for that game. Who do you have coming out of that one? The loser of this game will be eliminated from playoff contention. I think Chicago will win this one. You know, they've been relatively healthy to finish off the season. Other than Lonzo, uh, our Otto Porter, playoff legend, is out for the season for Toronto. That's bigger than most people are realizing. And Chicago's another team similar to Miami where there's there's so many vet scorers there. You could kind of trust them in a, a late game situation. And this kind of thing doesn't really happen anywhere else. So I don't know where else to turn to other than the veterans. I am going to go with Toronto on this one. I think uh, it's a pretty close game. But playing in the six is going to be the thing that kind of pushes it over the edge for me. That's what I'm afraid uh, of. I don't expect this game to be exciting. I will not be watching <laughs> that. I'm telling you that. And uh, give me Toronto, though. Uh, t- moving on to that game. Uh, last game of the play in, in the East. The loser of the first game, the Atlanta mm-hmm. Hawks, uh, for both of us, will be playing uh, Chicago for you and Toronto for me. Who do yeah. you think makes it out of that? Uh, I'm going with the Bulls once again. This is my big, uh, I guess, bold prediction of this entire tournament is that I think the Bulls make the playoffs. Uh, the Trey Young experiment, and you know maybe I should reword this later on because they're playing pretty well in the play-in right now. But the Trey Young experiment is not really working. It's going to explode in everyone's faces. I said that will be on Friday night against Chicago when it all implodes and then everyone gets fired. So let's see. Because Trey Young is uh, is on the verge of another massive contract. And uh, if I were him, I wouldn't go back to Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, Shay. 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 Home run. Three-run bomb for Shay Langoliers. Back to uh, the plan, though. It's Atlanta versus Toronto for me. And I have Atlanta being the team that makes it out of this. So it ends up being that Miami and uh, Atlanta make it. Okay. Uh, Atlanta ends up facing Milwaukee, which doesn't, doesn't really mean much to me. Uh, so I guess we'll just go ahead and get into that first round series. Uh, Milwaukee yeah. and Chicago for you. Uh-huh. Tell me how many games it takes Milwaukee to to get Chicago out of. Yeah, playoffs. it's going to be a sweep. This is going to be the first sweep 
of the tournament. Um, and actually, my only sweep I have right now. Uh, Milwaukee is very good. Chicago is not. The East playing, like you said. Yeah. There's there's nothing they can do about it. I I have Milwaukee sweep in Atlanta, so uh, okay. That's that's all I got. Moving on to the second series, Cleveland and the New York Knicks. That is going to be a four versus five matchup there. And the reason why I'm doing it in that order is because the Milwaukee will play the winner yeah. of the series. Uh, so Cleveland and New York, who do you got in this one? And by or not by? Yeah. How yeah. Many games? Uh, this one it was the toughest for me the entire first round. Um, I ended up going with Cleveland in seven games. I I really like what Cleveland's doing. Mobley is likely going to be the defensive player of the year. He's awesome, and and it's it's time for Cleveland to do something here. The Knicks, you can never trust them. It's awesome. I've loved watching them this year. They're exciting, but uh, I need to learn from my mistakes. I was very very close on this series because I think playing in New York is going to be a pretty big thing and a big factor. Uh, However, Spider Mitchell, he's from mm-hmm. New York. He, he he knows that atmosphere. Uh, but I think this is the next year. Will they make it to the second round? And uh, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, all those guys on that squad, they come together and okay. go ahead and advance to the second round for the first time in a lot of years, it feels like. Uh, moving on to the two versus seven matchup in the Eastern Conference. I have Boston versus Miami. Skyler has Boston versus Miami as well, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who do you got in this series, or how many games does it yeah. take Boston to take down Miami? Yeah, it's going to be Boston, like you said, but I have it in six games. I don't necessarily think Miami matches up great, but they always get theirs, no matter what it is. And since Boston's such a great team, they're only going to get two. Um, so six games, but not as crazy as you would think. Yeah, I uh, I kind of have a similar feeling about this series, too, where Boston's going to come out of this series, but Miami's been a, a team that's made the playoffs yeah. so consistently over the past you know five or six years, and they made deep runs even when it wasn't expected that they are going to probably take a game or two from, from Boston mm-hmm. in this series. I ended up having it just be five, uh, but, you know, like things – Go in the playoffs. You really yeah. never really know what's going to happen. So uh, give me Boston in five in this one. Moving on to our last Eastern Conference first round matchup where we have Philly and the new look Brooklyn Nets going at yeah. it. Uh, who do you got in the series and how many games? Yeah, well, I know Philadelphia's due for a disaster, but I'm still going to take them in five games here. Uh, I think when they unleash everybody, and there, there's no restrictions in the playoffs. Uh, that helps out Philly. And uh, I, I don't think they're going to be making a run to the finals, but they have the MVP. Arden, we know, is capable of doing crazy things, and they're going to take care of Brooklyn. As much as I love this Brooklyn team, and I yeah. said it even when the, the KD and, and Kyrie trades happened, that this team was just kind of very likable at this at this point. And uh Unfortunately, I think their season ends here. Probably, I want to say in five or six games, I'm not going to make a pick uh, on those two, but one of those two things, and then Philly moves on to play Boston in the second round. Uh, But moving into our second round matchups in the Eastern Conference, you have Milwaukee going up against Cleveland. I have Milwaukee going up against the Knicks. Yeah. 
Uh, I think we know who's going to win this series. Uh, mm-hmm. But tell me how many games it takes for Milwaukee to move to the conference finals. Yeah, Milwaukee's taken down Cleveland in five games. Um, unfortunately, Cleveland just just doesn't have the length here. And I guess really no one does, but they're especially worse at it. They don't have anyone that can guard guard the wing guys. And that's not even the main focus. The main focus is Giannis. So they're going to win this one pretty easily. Yeah, uh, I think Milwaukee's probably going to steamroll any team in this entire playoffs, not name the Boston Celtics. And uh, I think it's going to be the same thing for the next. So give me give me Milwaukee. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll say in five, a gentleman sweep. Yeah. And then the other series in the East, I just mentioned it a minute ago, Boston and Philadelphia should be a pretty interesting series. A lot of, I guess, bad blood between those two cities. Yeah, uh, going to take Boston again. Uh, they're going to get them back this time. Uh, not last year, the year before. You, you remember the year I'm talking about. But Boston gets Philly back in six games. Uh, again, a, another very similar season. Season. She's a series as as before with Philly and Brooklyn where uh, Philly's going to get theirs. They're going to win two games once again here. But Boston's going to be in control the whole time. I don't think we're going to have Kendrick Perkins on uh on twitter you know saying that boston's done after losing the first game or anything like that uh just a even matchup you know what where i'm going with this yeah yeah uh and let me tell you where i'm going with this i'm saying boston sweeps them and i think philly just gets into that complete philly mode where they fucking destruct after that and just things turn out bad because that's how things go with that team and i love this boston roster i said it last year too even in the middle of the season when they weren't performing that well they just have the ingredients of a really good young team and they made the finals last year and i think we've said this multiple times we've talked about the nba in order to win the finals you have to lose first that's kind of just how things go and i think this team's back and hungry and going to be able to take miami out in four games all right so that sets up a, a pretty dreamlike Eastern Conference Finals. Last year we got this. However, Chris Middleton was hurt for most of the series, so we didn't, you know, really get to soak in the complete goodness of this matchup. So Milwaukee and Boston again here, Skyler. Mm-hmm. Who do you have moving to the finals? I've been going back and forth on this one all season long, not just for this topic, man. And in our our preseason show. I said Milwaukee would be the best team, be the one seed, but I'm taking Boston in seven. I got to stick with with my gut. My gut, as soon as the Warriors won the finals last year, was Boston's going to come back even better and just steamroll everybody. So I have to stick with my gut, and Boston's going to win the East. How many games? Seven games. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I was going to say, it's a pretty easy yeah. seven, it feels like, just because how good both these teams are. Uh it's very, very tough. And I hate to disrespect Giannis because yeah. he is the best player in the NBA and he's he's a very unstoppable force. But Boston is just so good. They don't have any weaknesses at all. And like, well, Milwaukee's won the ship too. So it's not like they haven't been there. But Boston is the team I'm picking here. I say seven games as well too. And they move to the second straight NBA right. finals. Moving to the Western Conference now. We'll start off with the game that is scheduled for tonight between Minnesota, the depleted Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, with no Gobert, no Jaden McDaniels, and no Nas Reed. 
versus the Los Angeles Lakers, who seem to get things handed to them. Uh, do you got the Lakers in this one? Yeah, I'm not relying on whatever the hell that was the other day with Gobert and Anderson. I uh, I, I can't pick them to win with one of their best players suspended. And mm-hmm. they could easily, they, they're such a scrappy team, they could not care or use it to wire them to win this game. But I, I'm not going to do that. I don't trust them. So Lakers. Yeah. yeah, I'm picking the Lakers too. If everything goes right for Minnesota, they can run into a W here. But, man, they just got no depth now. With no Nas Reed and no Jane McDaniels mm-hmm. and Gobert just being – an idiot. Uh, so give me the Lakers at probably by 10 points or so. Uh, moving on to the other West playing game, New Orleans and OKC. That game will be in New Orleans, except there will be no Zion in that one. He's been out since January and will remain yep. out for the at least the playing. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so Skyler, who do you got here? I'm sorry, Ian. It is not the year. No. Um, it was an awesome year. SGA is going to get lots of MVP votes. It was great, but uh, OKC's got no one that can guard Ingram and especially Valanciunas. That's going to be a disaster. Uh, but congratulations on an awesome season. You just built your roster around a guy who's didn't even play this year in Chet Holmgren, so it, it just wasn't going to work, even though almost everything worked this year for you. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. I, I really like this Thunder team, and they uh... – the way that Jalen Williams has played throughout the season and Josh Giddy, and they just had guys not come out of the woodworks, but just really developed this past year. And I think it's kind of clear to see that the, the Thunders, I don't know, trajectory is going to be very yes. good in the near future with all the picks that they have and Chet Holgram coming back next year if he's healthy. Uh, and so I'm picking them. I'm saying screw it. Let this team get their feet wet in the play in. And uh, move to that last game up against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, you have Minnesota going up against the Pelicans. Who yeah. do you think advances to the 8C? Or, yeah, the last spot in the playoffs versus the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I'm going with the upset pick again with New Orleans. Um, not very good without Zion, but that's still not very good without Zion team. Is better than Minnesota and... You know, all the reasons why they're, I think they're going to beat OKC. There's too many scoring. You can't stop it. And I just can't trust Minnesota. I can't do it. Yeah. I am not picking Minnesota either. I'm picking OKC to make the playoffs. And I said get their feet in, feet wet with the play in, but I'm really saying get their feet wet with the playoffs in that playoff series right. uh, going against that really good team in Denver. Uh, so OKC versus Denver. You also have Memphis versus. Uh, the Lakers, Skyler, who do yeah. you have uh, in Denver series? Yeah, Denver's going to beat the Pelicans in five. It uh, doesn't matter who they're playing once again. Denver is uh, it's not that bad. Yeah. Uh, give me Denver in four versus OKC. I think it'll be a good experience for those guys, but they're going to get smacked around against mm-hmm. a very good and complete Denver team. Uh, so give me the Nugs in four. Moving on to that four or five game or four or five series, mm-hmm. uh, Phoenix and the Clippers. No Paul George in this series, so that kind of yeah deprives us of a potentially better matchup. But who do you got one in this series? It's exactly what you said. Uh, it's Phoenix and five. There's no Paul George because there's another guy who 
can and has in the past completely turned it on for the playoffs and done something we've never seen. So without that, Phoenix is going to be just fine. It's given them even more time to gel with each other, uh, which is scary. It's a Warriors fan for sure. Yeah. I'm saying Phoenix and four. I think no Paul George makes a big difference in this one. And I, as much as I like to see the Clippers steal a game or two, it's the Suns have not lost since Katie's been on the team as far as him playing yeah. and being on the team. And I think it's going to probably remain the same, at least to the first round. And it's going to be a quick series, four uh, Oh sweep for the Suns. moving on to a very fun couple of series is here. Now Memphis and the Lakers. Yeah, uh, I got Memphis in in six games here because the Lakers are a great team. They have some great players, and once it's another team that, if they can all make it healthy to this point, which the Lakers kind of are for the first time in a couple of years, they can steal a couple of games. But that's as far as I'm going to go here. So Memphis wins in six. I'm gonna do it, Skyler. I'm picking the Lakers in seven. Uh, I hate to do it because one of my good friends, Kevin, is a huge Lakers fan and he rubs it rubs it in our face whenever the Warriors lose and I rub it in his face whenever the Lakers lose. But I think they're going to take down Memphis in this series and it's just because of the matchups. I think they match up pretty well on offense and defense with the, with the Grizzlies and Triple J going up against Anthony Davis will be kind of, I don't know, uh, neutralized on one side and another, but LeBron sure. is still LeBron. And uh, I think that's going to be the deciding factor in the series and taking the Lakers in seven games to the second round of the NBA playoffs. And then the last series to talk about in the first round, the Sacramento Kings going up against our Golden State Warriors. Who do you got in this one? Another really tough one, but there's no way we're losing to Sacramento in the first round, Kyle. Warriors in seven. It's going to be the most, I don't know, a heart attack, warning alert series ever but everyone's back man and Wiggins might be back too everyone's on fire Clay's been ready to step up because Curry's been out and he's been able to figure his crap out and uh they're gonna steal a series from Sack yeah uh you know the beam team is cool and all but I got dubs in five uh moving on to the second round Hmm. Phoenix versus Denver for both of us in this one. Who do you have making out uh, this matchup, which could have easily been a, uh, you know, one, two Western conference finals matchup. If, you know, Katie was on the Suns this entire year. Yeah, it could have been, but um, I'm taking Phoenix in five games, the four seed with the gentleman sweep. Uh, I really like what Denver's doing. And I think we talked about this last night. They do have more guys that are back and healthy, but their philosophy didn't change. You know, the one man trying to do it all, especially the big man, not named Tim Duncan, it's nearly impossible. So Phoenix is going to show them what's up in this series. I have Denver winning the series in seven. Uh, I like Phoenix and I like what they've done, but Denver has been a different type of beast this, this year. And Jokic has been amazing. Jamal Murray's fully healthy, and we know what he did in the playoffs in 2020. Michael Porter Jr. looks good and healthy again, and he's shooting the ball like only Michael Porter Jr. can. And they've got a ton of other role players throughout their entire team that kind of make that team special, and I think they match up pretty solid with the Phoenix Suns. So give me them 
moving on to the Western Conference Finals in a seven-game series. Moving on sure. to the Dubs' second-round matchup. You have them playing the Memphis Grizzlies. I have them going up against the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. Who makes it out of that series, Kelly? I got the Grizzlies in six games. I just think that on the court, Kyle is very mad, but but let me try to try to give you give you some some of the harsh truth here, Kyle. Our guys are a lot older than they were a long time ago, Kyle, when we were going on back to back trips. We don't play any defense at all. The the bench is we know the rotation is so weird. Guys can't get hot. And unfortunately, Memphis is uh is just a little better at all, all that stuff, except for the shooting, I guess, from Clay and Curry. And uh this this could change if there's some more off-court controversy that can mess with Memphis because we know the Warriors love to stir that up. But right now, on paper, uh, the Grizzlies are a better team. They're going to win in six games. I'm just going to act like I didn't hear that, and okay. I'll move on to my pick. Uh, I have the Dubs going up against the Lakers. This is an interesting matchup because it actually does, gives the Dubs the home court advantage yeah. since the Lakers are the seventh seed. And You're that- trying to put together the only scenario that gets them? No, I'm not. That's not the only scenario. Uh, But give me the dubs in five. I think we steal one in Staples or Crypto, whatever you want to call it. And then we take three out of three at home. So it ends up being enough to to move on to the next round and setting up a Denver Golden State Warriors Western Conference Finals for me. Skyler has Phoenix versus Memphis. Yep. Who have moving to the finals. I'm doing it. I, I, super teams win again. Phoenix wins in six games. They haven't lost yet with KD. And they're not going to lose in the Western Conference. Well, uh, I have Denver going up against the Dubs. We beat this team last year in the playoffs uh, in five games, and that was with no Murray and no yeah. Michael Porter Jr. I think Denver being the one seed is a very big factor in home court because playing in Denver is a pretty tough place to play. But I think the Dubs steal one. They take care of business at home. And they move on to the finals because they don't lose when Dre, Clay, and Steph are all healthy going into a playoff series. They don't lose. That's That's true. So that sets up the NBA Finals. Skyler's mm-hmm. got Phoenix and Boston. I yep. have the Dubs and Boston for a Finals rematch of last year. Who do you have, Skyler, as the NBA champ? Yeah, I got Boston in six games. Um, the Finals, it's where where it's really going to kick things into gear for Phoenix. They haven't played together very much in Boston, other than the, the coaching change. But shout out to Joe Mazzula for keeping everything pretty calm all season. Boston is, is ready to go. They're all, they're pissed off. They reloaded with Malcolm Brogdon and they're going to do it. Six games. Finals MVP. Jason Tatum, man, yeah, he's going to have, have multiple 40 point games. It's the finals MVP pick yeah. can be so boring sometimes because mm-hmm. it's always just going to be the best player except for like the Andre Guadalla situation. Uh, but let me talk about my finals matchup. The Dubs and Boston. Games one and two in Boston. Games three and four in uh, Golden State. And then they flip-flop back and forth from there in five, six, and seven. 
And I'm kind of just going to go with the team that has done it over mm-hmm. and over and over and over and over again. I got Steph, Clay, and Dre getting their fifth championships and cementing Stephen Curry as the greatest point guard of all time. <laughs> Dubs in seven, finals MVP, number two for Stephen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I have the dubs repeating. No bias at all. No bias. No, no. I mean, I, I would be extremely happy with that. For mm-hmm. sure. Really? Makes sense. Uh, let's go ahead and set into halftime, though, where we are talking about MLB baseball. All right. Well, start off halftime with some MLB injuries, and it sucks. We have to do it with this sport, too, but some massive injuries this week we got to talk about because these impact everybody. Uh, we'll start off with the White Sox. Tim Anderson placed on the 10-day IL with a left knee sprain on Tuesday. Injured in the sixth inning of Monday's win against the Twins at Target Field. We were watching that one. Um, not great for Tim Anderson. They they don't have uh, many healthy people left. So uh, if they want to stay above 500, you're going to have to make some changes. Uh, On to the Twins. Carlos Correa and Gallo both heard. Correa scratched from the lineup today due to a middle back tightness. Uh, so he's not going to play today. And Gallo, the right intercoastal soreness. Out of the lineup today for the fourth straight game, you know, underducing, sorry, undergoing treatment to reduce the inflammation. Okay. Anthony Rendon already getting scratched from the lineup with soreness. Uh, he got hit by a pitch actually against the Blue Jays. So I apologize, Rendon, but uh, here's where it starts, man. Uh, Zach Eflin, big raise signing the starting pitcher. Going to miss a start. Lower back tightness. And uh, they called up Taj Bradley. Fill a spot. So, uh, oh no, nice one of the day. players gets hurt and they just have to call <laughs> up the 18th prospect in the MLB. Mm-hmm. Uh, O'Neill, yeah, good stuff. Right. O'Neill Cruz of the Pirates, the shortstop, fractured his ankle on a slide at the plate that was awkward. So, that's not good. They say four months and uh, that is really bad for Pittsburgh. I'm sure we'll be talking about him a little bit uh, today later on. Um, Adam Duvall already on the 10 day IL after a crazy start. He just can't seem to stay healthy. It sucks. Uh, no timetable with uh, a distal radius fracture. Ugh. And uh, Starling Marte. Next strain sliding head first into third in the first. It's a very of a awkward game. play. Uh, I, I, I watched that play happen. He like, I don't know. He kind of like, I don't, I don't want to say jammed his neck because that's not really a thing that you can do. I don't think, but he like kind of slid right into somebody's leg and uh, it didn't look that bad at first, but he was kind of just, he had like concussion, like symptoms a little bit with mm-hmm. it. Cause he, he just didn't want to move too much and he was kind of dazed and uh, yeah, that's how things go for Styling Marte. But uh, I don't think that's going to be too long of an injury. It doesn't look no. like, yeah, well, that's good. And that's the injury report. So I got one thing left in halftime, the Tampa Bay race, they're undefeated, 10-0. When will they lose next, Kyle? Their first game. I don't think it's going to be tonight because they're up 5-1. to That would be a crazy prediction, though, And if that got right. Uh, tomorrow, I don't think they're losing either. Uh, Chris Sale's been struggling, and Tosh Bradley is interesting. Uh, Thursday, I don't know the probables, but I think they're going to get through it. Uh, that's going to be a day game. And then they go on to Toronto. And that's going to be a tough game. Friday night in Toronto. 
uh, against the Blue Jays team that can really hit right now. I think that's going to be it. Friday night against the Jays. Interesting. Uh, I really thought about that Thursday game is Jeffrey Springs. Mm. Uh, I really thought about a Jeffrey Springs upset pick here, but I, I'm crazy. not going to go with it. I'm going to go with the day after yours, Saturday, against the Blue Jays. They lose to Kikuchi. Uh, it's Julian Fleming, guy who wasn't great so far and, you know, a possible spot starter for them with, with all their injuries so far this year. I, uh, I think that's probably the most possible loss. All right, and uh, that's going to do it for halftime. We'll be back with some more baseball. All righty, let's get this second half started with our good old player, pitcher, and rookie of the week awards. Starting off with player of the week, Skyler, who do you yeah. go with here? Going with Vladimir Guerrero Jr., 565 average, 13 for 23. Two homers and a lot of thanks to help. But thanks, a lot of help thanks to him. Winning two series this week. That, why was that so difficult for me? <laughs> I'm going with Brandon Lau for my player of the week. He didn't have the most at-bats, only went four for nine. Uh, but in those nine at-bats, he had three homers, nine RBIs, and he also walked five times. So I guess 14 plate appearances, good for a 2,087 OPS on the week. He also homered tonight, too. So if you want to include that in there, that'd make it four homers. But uh, Brandon Lau, he's been rolling to start the season, just as pretty much everybody has for the Tampa Bay Rays. Moving on to our pitcher of the week. Who do you go with here, Scott? I got co-winners this week, Nick Lodolo, Zach Gallen, because they had almost identical. I'm sorry, Kyle, they were not aligned, but almost identical stat lines for these guys. Both had seven innings shutout, giving up three hits. Lodolo with 12 Ks, Gallen with 11. They both dealing, and they're both at the top of the strikeout list this year. Awesome start for them. Yeah, shout out to those guys. Those are two fun guys to watch. I will yeah. say that, but I did not go with any of them for my oh. pitcher of the week. I had decided to go with an unlikely uh, winner in Bryce Elder, the right-handed mm. pitcher for the Atlanta Braves, who went two and one, twelve and one-thirds innings over the, his two starts this past week. Eight hits allowed, four walks allowed, but no runs and thirteen strikeouts. So Bryce Elder, how about that? Nice. Giving him the pitcher of the week. Moving on to rookie of the week. A lot of good choices in this one, Skyler. Who did you go with? Yeah, back to the pedigree choices. Unlike last week, going with Jordan Walker. 389 average, two homers, five RBIs, and uh, it's uh, not a diss. I love Corbin Carroll, but since I picked Jordan Walker, I'm happy he had a better week and he's still still hot. So um, that's why he, he wins for me. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to our surprise. Who's your rookie? Starts. Oh, rookie of the week. I forgot yeah. about that. I went with Jordan Walker. Okay. Okay. Team, two homers, five yeah. RBIs. Yes. You raked. Simple as that. Uh, there we go. Moving on to our most surprising team through the first two weeks of the season. Skyler, who do you have here? Well, other than Tampa, because I wanted to be original, we've talked about them every week. Uh, I'm going to go with. The Pittsburgh Pirates at six and four. Uh, Brian Reynolds has been a machine and Pittsburgh won't trade him. So that helps his stock. And uh, the cruise injury is going to slow him down a bit. So that's not good. But it seems like they finally have a plan in place. Some players who can actually win some baseball games. Um, so that's pretty surprising to me. I thought they'd be, uh, you know, still two and seven at this point, like the A's. 
Yeah, I, I had the Tampa Bay Rays here because that, you know, being on the best start yeah. that we've seen in a hundred years is pretty surprising to me. Uh, but besides them, I decided to go with the Texas Rangers uh, onto a six and four start. And I know that's nothing too crazy, but 58 runs scored is the third most in the American League and 38 runs allowed is, is pretty damn solid, too. So. Yeah. Give me the Rangers. Uh, I don't think they're going to keep that up throughout the entire season, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago. Uh, but you know, they're going to have some hot spurts, and they had a hot spurt over this past week. Moving on yeah. to the other side of the ball, the most disappointing team to the first two weeks. Skeller, who do you have here? I surprisingly found it kind of difficult to find one because I feel like most of our predictions have been holding true to this point. Mm-hmm. But I have the Astros at five and six. They can't beat teams by scoring five every game anymore. Uh, the AL is better. They strike out way too much, but the pitching's fine. So they're going to get back to the top of the division. It's just a little concerning that uh, they were returning a lot. I mean, I know they lost some people, but it looks like a completely new lineup on paper. Yeah. I am going to go with St. Louis. I think it was pretty tough to find a team that kind of fits that disappointing yeah. mold because we all kind things are somewhat going to expectations right now as far as the teams that we expect to be good and bad. Uh, and I know things are going to turn around for St. Louis because they've had one of the hardest yeah. schedules to open up the season playing against Toronto, Atlanta, as well as the Milwaukee Brewers in Milwaukee. Uh, and things mm-hmm. are also going to turn around because of the stats, but three and seven. It's not what we expected from them to start the season, especially being in last in the division. So I'm going to say St. Louis, uh, but I'm not freaking out right now because uh, I think they're going to be just fine. Moving on to the player side of this, uh, and we'll start with the most surprising. I guess if you want to give me a couple uh, honorable mentions, because I know we were talking about that earlier, you can. Uh, but who do you have for the most surprising player to start the season for you? I actually don't have a whole lot of, Honorable mentions, I just, this one shocked me the most when I was looking at the numbers. Gleber Torres, uh, a guy who I thought by this point in his career would probably be kind of a castaway, traded every year at the deadline. But he's has the fourth highest OPS in baseball. He hits for power. He's walked 10 times. That's tied for the most. Stolen five bases, tied for the second most. Uh, he's having a great start. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention that I wanted to name yeah. is Drew Rasmussen. Has only given up uh, yeah. three base runners over 13 innings so far this season, as well as Brian Anderson, third baseman for the Milwaukee Brewers, off to an insanely hot start with three homers and 10 RBIs uh, for the hot Milwaukee Brewers team. Uh, as far as the player that I wanted to pick, though, for this, I went with Matt Chapman because uh, he nice. has been probably the AL MVP so far into this season. Uh, probably actually, Shoei Tani will probably be that guy, but. 19 for 20, 19 for 41, my bad, with two homers and 14 RBIs so far in the year, hitting 463, and he just looks so good at the plate right now. That makes me so excited for Matt Chapman because mm-hmm. he's been hurt uh, the past three years, really, at this point. So give me Chappie as the most surprising player so far. Uh, other side of the ball, though, it's got to be some people who disappointed Skyler. Who has been the most yeah. disappointing player to start the season for you? Well, a lot of great candidates for this one. And uh, I I do want to talk about some of my honorable mentions beforehand. Uh, Javier Baez, of course, he's been horrific. Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa, even Marcus Semien. But I decided to go 
with Q. Brian Hayes. And this slump kind of feels like one of the only situations out of all these guys so far where the team may have finally found a window that won't open up for another 10 years if you just stop hitting 125 and your GM gets you some pitching. Obviously, now with the O'Neill Cruz injury, it's a little more complicated than that. But this is a guy who should be ready to take another step. He's 26 now. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, I have three honorable mentions I want to name before I get into my number one guy. And the first guy that I will mention will be Josh Bell. Uh, Four for 42 to start off the season and only has one extra base hit. Uh, He's been terrible for Cleveland. And they are somewhat navigating what's going on with him. Doing all right right now. But uh, yeah, not a good start for him. A uh, couple pitchers on the A's I want to talk about too for disappointing starts, and that's Ken Waldachuk and Shintaro yeah. Fujinami. I know, in, well, Ken Waldachuk was a top 100 prospect, so he kind of had some high expectations coming into the big leagues, and he looked decent last year, but he has been terrible to start off the season for us. Same with uh, Shintaro Fujinami, who kind of just seemed like a wild card going into the season. Could be really good, could be really bad, and it's been pretty clear through the first two starts for him that he mm-hmm. has not been good. Uh, so he, those guys are my honorable mentions, but the number one guy, the most disappointing guy for me, and you kind of called it prior to the season uh, is Anthony Volpe four for yep. 31. He has three stolen bases, but he just has not done anything uh, for the Yankees. And we haven't been seeing the Volpe craziness. So we might've been mm-hmm. expecting a little bit where, you know, MLB is posting about him all the time or, I watched him at a triple yesterday or two days ago, though, but that's it. Yeah, that's all he's done. Uh, but a 21-year-old shortstop in New York is going to be tough. And if he keeps this up for you know a couple weeks, he's probably going to be back down in the minors. And mm-hmm. you know how things go. If you're a Yankee and you're not performing right away, you get labeled a bust, the media gets on top of you, uh, and then the next thing you know, you're screwed. So, uh bopu has been disappointing, but hopefully it pulls out for him because he's he's a young kid, just like you and me. Moving on to our bets and mm-hmm. bold predictions. Uh, I don't know why you labeled my green from last week in oh. the bold prediction department. but uh, That was an accident. It'll take it. Uh, <laughs> layups last week. Uh, Tampa Bay over Washington on Wednesday for me. Uh, I'll let you decide on if that game was won by Tampa Bay, considering they haven't lost yet. Yes. Uh, and then Boston over Detroit for Skyler on for Thursday. Sale. Uh, that did happen. Uh, it's a good job to Skyler there this week. I have the Dodgers over the giants on Wednesday. That is going to be a, uh, Clayton Kershaw start versus Alex Cobb. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and it's Kershaw, dude. Give me, give me the do- the Doyers. All right. Well, uh, I'm going with the Mets to beat Oakland. And I've thought about a couple different games I would want to pick because we know Oakland's not going to win this series. Uh, and I'm going to go with Friday. That's Kode Senga against James Caprillion. I was looking for possibly a Waldachuk, possibly against a Scherzer or a Verlander. But um, I like this one because I think there's a chance Fujinami could come back strong with enough rest. So I didn't want to bet against him. So going with the Mets to win on, on Friday. Moving in to our bold predictions from last week. We went over two. I had Bragman going yard on Wednesday. I, I think he went over five. So uh, mm-hmm. that's rough there. Uh, and then Skyler had Baltimore over New York on Saturday. It was a Cole Irvin start. 
and he started off decent, but ended up mm-hmm. getting hit around later. In that the was start. the game that uh, Volpe hit the triple. Yes, it yeah. was. Uh, yeah. So Baltimore ends up losing that one, and then we both get Reds. This week we had a couple teams making upsets into the NBA playoffs, and I have OKC, the 10 seed in the West, and Skyler has the 10 seed in the East. Do you got anything else to say? Uh, yeah, I mean, the like I we were just talking about with our Bulls and OKC picks, DeRozan, Zach Levine, veteran scores. That's usually enough to get you through the play-in. I'm hoping that is. They have playing God, Pat Bev. We all know how crazy he was last year. So yeah. uh, we'll see if Michael Jordan of the play-in comes back this oh, year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a fun episode, Kyle. Very yeah. nice. It's going to do it for episode 135 next week. We edge closer to draft season, so mm-hmm. maybe keep your eye on stuff for that. Uh, we'll obviously be within the first part of the NBA playoffs. Probably, I think, we'll be through at least one game for every series, maybe two. Uh, and then, of course, MLB stuff will, will continue to happen. We'll see if the Rays are still you know, 17 and over or whatever by the time that we're doing that. Uh, that'd be kind of crazy. Hope not, because I like to keep the A's win streak up there near the top for the American League yeah. record on that. First but, reactions uh, of first round NBA playoff games. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how things go. But uh, that'll be sure. next week on Tuesday. Probably going to be an earlier episode because I know mm-hmm. I work later in that day. So we'll probably do it around noon. Yep. That's that's what we got. Let's go A's. Let's go Warriors. We'll see you Let's next week. Dubs.